When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hello, and welcome back to this episode of Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen. Good to see everybody. Good to hear everybody. Hope you're having a great day. And I want to say thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen into our podcast so that we can hopefully provide you with what you need to break through your glass ceiling. So with that said, my guest today is Robert Peterson. He is the host of the podcast, Add Value to Entrepreneurs, which um, I've been a guest on, which is really good, um, which is fun. And he's also the co-founder of Add Value to Life Coaching. Um, he helps entrepreneurs shift their mindset and reach their dreams. So we are specifically going to be talking about limiting beliefs and manifesting good things in your world, in your life, and in your in your uh, business as well. Um, he's trained in conflict coaching relationship coaching, um, speaking, training, and coaching. He uses his vast toolbox to coach business owners as they struggle to aim and aim to grow their businesses to the next level. And of course, this includes life too, uh, because he started out in Christian ministry. So I know there's an aspect of that as well. So welcome to the show, Robert. We're delighted to have you here. Well, Jen, thank you so much for having me and looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, me too. So let's let's uh, kind of start, you know, I mean, I, I mentioned that you are, you know, doing some mindset coaching and some conflict coaching, relationship coaching. Where did you learn all this? Where is this, you know, you said you have this toolbox, right? <laughs> so how did you build that toolbox? Where did that all stem from? Well, I mean, it started obviously with Christian ministry. So, um, wow long time ago. So 20, 20 some odd years ago, made the decision to go into ministry, you know, got a degree in Bible, um, bachelor's degree in Bible. And my wife and I became missionaries to South America. Yeah. Um, but it, our mission work wasn't, uh, you know, directly, you know, trying to convert people. We were actually right. partnering with Colombian pastors and coaching them through built, creating a church. And we called it church planting. But Really, they don't need help in preaching and teaching or the Bible. They needed help in the business aspects of, right, and growing. of running a church. And yeah. so we really came alongside them and, and helped them you know, with all the processes and systems to, to make their church a business. And, yeah. and, I, and, I, and for some listening, that might sound um, odd, but the truth is a church is a business, right? It, oh, yeah. It has income. It has expenses. It has all of those things. It has to manage people. It has to manage volunteers. And 
so there's a lot of aspects to to running a church that is very similar to running a business and th and that was our primary role there and then i spent um, 10 years as a pastor of outreach um, helping our church with its um, nonprofit partners so 10% of the church's budget every year, um, in this case, $150,000 to $200,000 a year, was given away to support other ministries. And my role was to maintain those partnerships and was really working to build those into relationships and coaching those partners in their ministry in life so that when they had challenges, when they had troubles, when they had struggles, they would communicate with the church and say, hey, we need some help in this area. We need, you know, we're working on this. Um, and that was that was really changing the model from transactional, just this exchange of of a check to you know, a relationship where you know we really we really care about you. We really want to make sure that you're successful in the work that you're doing. Yeah. And that kind of laid the groundwork for um, more coaching when when that Christian ministry job went away because of a leadership change. Um, I decided to go into coaching. I'd been certified through John Maxwell as a speaker trainer coach. And John also had come out of ministry and was now you know, teaching leadership and business. And so here I am assuming I'd be this great leader trainer going to all these companies and, and train leaders. And, and the truth is I don't like companies. <laughs> and so, so I spent the first year really exploring wow, who is it that I really am, you know, called to serve who feels like a natural um, fit for my work. And it really turns out to be entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs are independent spirits, a lot like missionaries, and they're doing something that very few people do. And, and, and they're out there alone working on their own and they need a support system and they need people that believe in them and they need people to help them, you know, beyond just their business. Right. And so my role has kind of been helping focus on them and they're, you know, working on their business instead of in their business. And, most entrepreneurs get caught in their business and spend all their time. If I just work harder, if I just work harder, if I just work harder, I'll get to where I want. Yes. And the truth is get working harder. Won't get you where you want until you take care of you know what's going on between your ears. Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I totally believe that. I love the in and on. We'll talk about that in just a minute um, because I have something I want to add to that. Um, and uh, so I wanted to uh, um, thank you for sharing all that. It, uh, it's interesting when you, it, it's basically entrepreneurship ministry. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's they're, basically. They're, they're very much the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's the ministry of helping, helping them as well. Okay. So, you know, so you have this extensive background in that, and I know one of the biggest things that you have, you know, the entrepreneur mindset, mind shift book, right. That you have, um, and I want to talk very specifically about MindShift. I think, you know, um, just like masterminds, it's very loose term. You know, I'm a certified mastermind leader. And so I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, when you talk about masterminds, I want you to be talking about true masterminds, not just loosely using that. So I, wanted, I want to make sure that we're not just loose, loosely using mindset because this is a and you know from from me being on your show i believe that mindset plus mechanics equals momentum right i feel like you need to have both uh so let's talk about what really mindset is and you know how we can help people um you know it's like and we were talking about this in the green room the think and grow rich book by napoleon hill right everyone thinks when they buy it they're like oh let me buy the book because it'll teach me how to think and grow rich um, and it's not really that, right? But it is a mindset of, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people at, and 
like you said, between your ears, you know, everything, getting all that between your ears. But how, when people talk about manifesting good things, help us understand and walk through that process. And maybe it starts with limiting beliefs. So I'll let you, you talk with us about how that process starts that we get rid of the limiting beliefs. We start changing our thoughts to figuring out what we really want so we can change those thoughts. And then how does that door open that once it's open, it's like, wow, all these things are coming to me. Well, so first is, I think Carol Dweck defines mindset, right? She, she wrote the book about mindset. That's pretty much ever since she wrote that book is when people started using the term and communicating and she compares a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Yeah. yeah, And the idea of a a fixed mindset is that, you know, life is what it is and there's nothing I can do to change it. And, and And I think the majority of people live their lives, believing that they're stuck, believing that, you know, they get what they get and, and, and they, you know, the, they can work their way up a little job ladder, but they can get a little more and a little more and a little more. And that's, and that's the extent of, of, of growth for them. But a growth mindset is the idea that your mind is malleable and, and can change. And you can, you can use more of your mind every day to, to bring about the life that you want. And so the first step is recognizing that that we want to have a growth mindset. We want to be open-minded to different possibilities. And I think mindset is, you know, it's this combination of thinking and attitude. And, and so many of us think that we think. Um, and, and the reality is the majority of people don't really think. Um, they yeah, ruminate. They just go throughout the day, you know, superficially just being, I mean, how many thoughts do we have a day? 60,000? Thousands, thousands, right? yes. Right. And so we just let them p- sort of pass through. And we, it's kind of like eating when watching TV, you're, you're eating and you don't even remember you're eating. And rather than taking the bite and absorbing it, thinking about it, right, enjoying it. Well, and you can Google it, ask, you know, how many, how many thoughts do you have in the day? And then how many of those thoughts are conscious or subconscious? Yeah. Yeah. And you'll find out that 95% of your thoughts mm-hmm. and decisions are subconscious. Mm-hmm. So your subconscious, which is below the level of awareness, is really making all the decisions right. for you throughout the day. The majority of things that people do and, 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 and a growth mindset is really the recognition that, hey, I can take a little bit more control of that subconscious. I can be intentional about what my subconscious is choosing to do. And that's where this real transition starts to happen because... The subconscious is where all those limiting beliefs are stored, but the ideas that um, I, I like the term Gay Hendrick uses, he calls it uh, upper limit, right? And so mm-hmm. m- most of us have an upper limit problem, right? And so, yes, yeah, way rather to think than about a limiting is, belief, yeah, yeah. So it's a limiting belief, but it's really that. just an upper limit, right? Yeah. And, and, and the idea is, you know, I can only make, you know, a certain amount of money each month. So $10,000 a month is when I get there. And it feels good to get there because you get there and maybe you get to 11 and 12, but then something's going to happen. You're going to sabotage that because your brain's job is to keep you below that, that upper limit. And the same thing happens in, in relationships, right? If yeah. a guy meets a girl and she's fantastic and she's beautiful. And if she's a, if she's an eight and he's only a six, he's bumping right, up against right. that upper limit and he's going to sabotage the relationship. And, and so those limit, those beliefs are, it's crazy, right? Because on the on the surface, all of us would go, "What? That doesn't make any sense. Why I would I limit that? I know <laughs> yeah. that I want that, right? right? But the truth is, somebody planted an idea, a, a statement, a belief in our mind, most likely before we were ten years old, that 
that really set this limit and it put that limit in place. And it's crazy how our beliefs can be based on such simple things, but just like thinking, very few of us evaluate our beliefs, right? Religion, we, you know, in some religion circles, you talk about what do you believe? And, and that's where beliefs come out and people can change a belief a little bit there, but they don't question any of the things they believe about the world and yeah. the way the world functions. And so those believe and the way their role in the world. And so that's where these, these upper limit beliefs can, can be stuck in there and you not realize it. And they go con completely contrary to what you want. They, they hold you back from the money that you can have. They hold you back from the relationships that you want. And they hold you back from building your business in the way that you want. Um, a, lot, a lot of them can be related to family. Like, mm -hmm. so brothers and sisters, I can't, I can't be better than my brothers and sisters because of the way the family, you know, treats that when it happens. And so you've got this limit set that was based on, oh, my, if I get too much better than my brothers and sisters, my, my mom and dad will be uh, unhappy with me. Right. And so that until you dig that out and, and replace it with, you know, some, some powerful um, manifestation, which is the next part you want to talk about. But the reality is you have to re reprogram some of these beliefs and, and most people haven't taken the time to think about what's happened in their past that could be setting those up and, and how to get rid of those and how to, how to transform them to be the person they want to be, to get the things that they want to have in their current life. Yeah. And that's really what manifesting, you know, changes, right. Is, yeah. is I start telling myself every day who I'm going to be. And then I take action to match that character. Right. And so I start acting like the person that I want to be. Now that's not faking it till you make it. That's, that's saying, I'm going to be this person. What kind of habits and things does that kind of person do? Those yeah. are the things that I'm going to do. And, and that's really where, like you said, the thoughts, the mindset plus action right. is really what, what makes a difference. And that's really where programming our subconscious comes in. The way we program our subconscious is repetition and action. And repeated action is the most powerful thing you can do to start to create a new you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I like the reprogramming piece of this. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, and then I'm going to go back to this again, because I'm, I'm not finished with this conversation, but I don't want to lose this part of it too. Um, you know, talking about uh, limiting beliefs and upper limits, um, how does that play into the mentality of scarcity and abundance? Because we all know the above the line and below the line. Well, we don't all know it just in case you're listening in, but you know, below the line is scarcity and above the line is abundance, you know, living in abundance. And it is that, that different type of terminology, you know, that is um, akin to the uh, fixed mindset and the growth mindset, you know, which I know about. Um, and so it's akin to that because it's the way that you think of things. Um, so how does scarcity and abundance uh, float into this just as much as we're thinking about the mindset, you know, that growth and fixed mindset? Yeah. So I think, you know, if, if we think back to James Allen's work, as a man thinketh, mm -hmm. he, he basically teaches, you know, what you think in here is what's going to come out in, in the reality of your world. Yeah. Um, and, and he's very clear. It's a super easy read. If you, if you want to pick it up, it's a little booklet on Amazon and, and as a man thinketh by James Allen and super powerful. Um, one of the things he talks about is if you think about disease, you get more disease. Yeah. And, and 
just for you and I here in, you know, 2022, you can look at our healthcare system and recognize that our healthcare system is really a disease care system. Mm-hmm. And, and of yeah. course, there's a there's an element of emergency response and trauma things. Right. But but the majority of healthcare has actually become disease, disease care. care. Yeah. And 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 it's more profitable to take care of disease than it is to talk about wellness and health and and being healthy. And so that's just a great example of what happens when a system thinks about the negative side. Yeah. And I want to, I want to dig in. Yeah. I want to dig into that just for a second to make sure people are clear about it because I had the benefit of being on a summit with a gentleman who, who taught, who teaches this for men specifically is that um, it's not a healthcare crisis. It's a disease care crisis, right? It's not a health crisis, a, a disease, because what we do, at least in America, and I know we have people listening everywhere, is we wait for the disease to happen and then we address it rather than being healthy and not having the disease. So I want to make sure that we just hone in on that, um, make sure people understand. So one of the things you said is, you know, reprogramming is, is you know, is looking at, at having those daily habits, you know, of thinking as a man thinketh and, you know, the daily habits of, um, you know, changing the way that you're thinking. But the problem for most people is the how, and you even said this, you said it could be uh, childhood issues. Cause I've had my, <clears throat> excuse me, my own childhood issues as well. And I've addressed them and I've broken through them and I've changed the trajectory of, you know, who I am. I have days of sabotage. We're not perfect, <laughs> right? I have personal days of sabotage, but uh, you know, where I go, oh, that's a, oh, no, wait, no, I already let that go. On we go. Um, but I think that uh, most people don't understand how, so there's, there's creating the habit, but then how do we uh, move ourselves into that different mindset. Is there a trigger? Could we snap, you know, the, the old days of putting something and snapping, you know, your wrist and, you know, putting a, it, a rubber band are, and go, stop it, stop doing that. You know, there are, there are lots of options. So the first one is to recognize that you have control, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, I think that's the piece where, where James Allen, if we go back to James Allen, is that it's not the conditions and circumstances of your life that are causing your life. You are in total control of your life. And until you take full responsibility for your life and not allow all the things that are happening around you to, to be the in control. That's and I know the there's going to be listeners that there's going to be listeners saying, but, but all this stuff happens. My dog died. My grandma got sick. My car broke down my blah, blah, blah. Yes. Life happens. All these things happen. But you have control. You have the opportunity to take responsibility for your life. Mm -hmm. And you have responsibility for the attitude or thoughts that you think about each of those things that happens. Mm -hmm. And the majority of people take those things and they're like, oh, woe's me. One more thing. Oh, woe's me. One more thing. You know, look at Facebook. It's a a whole big list of, oh, woe's me. One more thing. And you can choose to be different. You can choose to think differently about each of those things and control the things you can control and let go of all the things that you can't. And that's your superpower. Yeah. When you figure out that, and that's, I call it above the line of courage. So below the line of courage, you're a victim. That's where all the sadness, bitterness, anger, Mm -hmm. um, all those negative emotions sits and, and they sit below this line of courage. But if you step above the line of courage, this is where you start to experience joy and and happiness and, and, and you can choose, you get to choose which side of the line you want to be on. 
And of course, above the line of courage is also taking action and right. doing something about it because now I'm 100% responsible. I've taken responsibility. Then guess what? I got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff that has to happen. Yeah. I think it's the difference between being the victim and the victor, right? Above the line of courage is a victor. Um, yeah. I mean, and you know, it's funny because something just happened to me um, last week and I, and I always look at these, we'll call them negatives or, you know, uh, icky, sticky situations, you know, that happen. Um, and I, and I'm not going to go into all the detail because I'm going to save it for a book. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but what happened was I got trapped in, you know, the debacle that just happened, uh, you know, with the airlines over 3000 flights canceled. It oh. was a disaster. Right. And, um, and I, I'm just going to tell you two things about it. I mean, I travel all the time, so I am, I'm getting immune to it. It's like, okay, it's delayed. I'll just sit here and watch another movie. It's delayed. I'll listen to another podcast It's delayed. I'll write another plan out. Right. Um, I mean, I can do, do activities and, um, you know, 36 hours in an airport is, it changes your life, (laughs) (laughs) changes your life. And here's what's funny. I was sitting there and, uh, so this poor woman, she had three kids, all probably under seven. And I thought, what happens when you run out of diapers? What happens when you run out of snacks? Cause there was no food in the baggage claim where we were at no food, no the vending machines were empty. The whole thing. She finally got on, you know, how the rotation of luggage goes around. She got on that carpeted part in the center and screamed, where is my luggage? I want my luggage, right? And all of us applauded her. We're like, yes. But you know, I mean, obviously she had gotten to the point where it just got too much for her and she was in in the victim thing, right? But I mean, she, but then she became a victor by just her strength. She's like, I've had enough. Well, 10 minutes later, she got her luggage and we thought, huh, should we all stand up there and do the same thing, right? But, uh, and so that was an example of, you know, she really was starting to become a victim, right? I'm over there. And I think this, this is akin to motion, emotional intelligence is just as much as it is, right? It's an emotional intelligence. And I thought, Hey, this is, this is pretty cool. I'm having all these conversations with people. I think I'm going to write another book, right? So now that'll be number 16 for me or something. And this is how books come out. I'm going to call it gate B seven, because that's where it all started. And I'll have a subtitle, you know, stories of spending whatever, (laughs) you know, the, the debacle of flights or something. And literally I talked to probably 15 different people. And I thought, well, I'm going to do 10 chapters on their lives and on what I learned. So turning something really, I know it's a long story, but turning something that's negative like that. And I could have been the victim. And there were moments where I was almost ready to cry because that's the worst it's ever been for me. Um, But, uh, you know, just because all of my, no problem, I'll do this. All of that was gone. Ran out. Everybody was looking for it. Right. And, uh, but I turned it into, Hey, I'm doing a book. I'm going to write a book from this thing. And I think that that is, you know, what you're talking about is taking each one of those situations and, you know, grounding yourself, anchoring yourself and saying, okay, what's the message here? I can't change everything anyway. I can scream and be stressed out, or I can just figure out, you know, I can sit in it and, and be content with it and say, it is what it is. I'm a big girl. And then for me, it was, what am I learning? What could I, how could I turn this into something positive? Yeah. One of my favorite responses is, well, that sucked. Now what? Yeah. Right. Because, <laughs> because bad stuff happens. Yeah. Bad stuff happens yeah. to all of us and, oh, and it's okay right. to say that sucked. 
Yeah, it right? did. That was that that was terrible. And and there's terrible, terrible things happen to people, but you can still choose to be victorious and learn from it and grow from it or just get through it. Yeah. Or you can choose to be a victim and just be absorbed by it and controlled by it. And the challenge is so many people get into that victim mode and they're controlled by other people's emotions. They're controlled by other people's beliefs about them. Yeah. They're controlled by the world circumstances that are happening around them. And yeah. they're not in control emotionally, which leads to that the mental instability of I've got no control and then I've got no hope. Yeah. And we know what's happening with people that are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That so yeah. the best thing that can happen in our culture is for people to start recognizing what they can control and controlling as much of that as you can and letting go of all of the rest. And that's where you can find joy and you can find hope just a little all we need sometimes yeah. is just a little hope, right? To get, to get past, to get yeah. past some of these hurdles. Yeah. And so, yeah, challenging, and, and super think, challenging. Yeah. And I think this is, you know, we're talking sort of a non-tangible here and thought process and stuff like that. I think that this is, um, <laughs> this is really interesting because both my daughter and my husband, uh, drop things all the time. Okay. And then they say, I always drop things. <laughs> So I want to go to like the idiot piece of this, right? She goes, every morning I drop something. I drop something. I'm always dropping things. And I go, because you keep saying it. That's why you keep dropping things. So stop saying it. Start saying, I don't drop things. I don't drop things. And watch what changes in your life. I'm talking about little, little changes here. We're talking about the big global piece of our mindset, but these are little things too. Like how come this always happens to me every time? Oh, I'm driving. I hit every, I hit every red light. <clears throat> right every time i go to work oh of course so, i'm hitting every red light so powerful and yeah one of the ones that everybody can identify with is i don't remember names oh so yeah stop people, it I don't remember names and and you you're right because you keep telling yourself keep i don't remember yourself. names yeah and so empower yourself and say wow i can i can really remember names and yeah. there's one or two little tricks you can learn that help you remember names yeah. but it's a choice and but setting yourself up and that's where the affirmations come in and you yeah. could add an affirmation. Your daughter could add an affirmation every morning. Yeah. I have amazing balance and I don't drop anything. <laughs> I, and, and your brain, your Here's brain it. will do, your brain will do what you, right. what you plant It'll inside go of it. Subconscious. Yeah, no, I totally get that. You know, uh, people say, uh, you know, I forget, I forget things all the time or I can't remember. I can't remember where it was instead of, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm choosing to not remember it right now, or it's coming in shortly, or it'll be here in a minute, you know, that type of thing. And I think that's really, you know, been helpful too. But yeah, and I wanted, I wanted to just point that out because we really are talking about every aspect of your life. This isn't this large thing that, need, you know, you have to change everything. Start with small things, Smart, start with little things to change that. Well, and then uh, when you yeah. see the power, when you see the power of it from a small thing like that changing, yes. that's when you can start to believe like, wait, what if this does work for money? What if yeah. this does work for clients? What does it does work yeah. for, you know, where your thoughts go, your energy flows. And, you know, yeah. on the back, on the back of my book, I use a Norman Vincent Peale quote. It says, you know, change your thoughts, you'll change the world. Yeah. And, oh, no. and that's the power of our thoughts. But so few people take the time to think and give themselves what they really want. Yeah. And that's why it's just too easy to say, oh, I always do that. Oh, I always. And, and those are really excuses rather than saying, no, I don't do that. 
right? And, and owning it and planting the seed that I remember names every time I meet people. I remember faces and names, which is a really good combination. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I used to joke, yeah. used to joke with, uh, I was a greeter at the church and there were thousands of people every weekend. It's like, you know, I remember your face, but I can't put the name to it. So. Right, right. Right. And right there's a limiting belief is like, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think that that's really interesting. It's funny. I was just in an event um, this past week, this past weekend, I just came back from that. I spoke at, and one of the people, people said there are only reasons and results, <laughs> right? There's only reasons and results. There's reasons why you can't or reasons why you can. And I thought that was so powerful. And as you were saying that, you know, is that we're coming up with all these excuses about why we can't remember names, why we can't, uh, you know, whatever. And we use the word can't all the time. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. So, all right, what are you going to, what advice do you have for those that are listening on how to do this? Now you just tapped into affirmations. So let's, maybe we need to talk about affirmations, but, but what would be something someone could do? tomorrow today if they hadn't if they have 15 minutes they have 10 minutes after this podcast that they're listening to and they say okay i'm going to start this process right now what are some things that they could be because th- they may be going I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank i think i need to do some affirmations of positive things but i don't really know what i need to so, do so the quickest the quickest positive attitude shift even when you're sitting in the airport your luggage hasn't come in a day and a half and you're frustrated <laughs> find gratitude yeah. So start each day with gratitude, find something right. to be thankful for. Right. I mean, I'm thankful the plane didn't crash. Right. I mean, if that's the basic level, right. Yeah. 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 It stinks all the rest of the stuff that's going on, but I can be thankful for, you know, the plane didn't crash. I can be thankful that I'm indoors instead of outdoors in a, in a storm. I can be thankful. There's just so much you, yeah. it's, it can feel hard to find it, but when you do, you start to change that feeling and the attitude inside you because gratitude and all those negative emotions can't exist in the same space. And so gratitude will push all those negative things out. And then the second thing is when you start to recognize and you say, I always, or I never, those are perfect power statements that you're applying to yourself that are never true. Because mm-hmm. you know, if you use always and never, especially if you use it in an argument with a spouse or partner, they're never true. <laughs> so you cannot use always and never with yourself either. And so to say, I always drop something or I can't remember names. And those are cues to say, all right, I'm going to make a shift. And, and you can turn that negative into a positive and say, I always remember names. I can recall names on, at will. I can remember names and faces together and, and just start planting those kinds of seeds right after you do gratitude, because gratitude sets your attitude up in a really great place. Right. And then, right. And then the same thing about money, right? I'm a money magnet. Money loves me. I spend money very well, right? And start turning around the idea that money controls me rather than me controlling it, right? I'm in control of my money. I give lots of money away because I, I'm making, I mean, there's lots of affirmations about money and you can, you can Google it and find people, you know, have PDFs and lists of money affirmations uh-huh. that lead to abundance rather than scarcity. And so it's interesting because the victim will look at the world and they'll see, you know, God's against me, the world's against me. Versus the victor above that line of courage sees, you know, God is for me. God is on my side. And so it's not this God hates me. He's trying to punish me. It's God's there to teach me and help me grow. What is it, what is it that I need to, to learn and grow so that I can get to that level to, to, to do the things that he's made me to do. And, and that's where a lot of people get caught up is 
and, and it's generational. I think my dad's generation was taught, you know, God's got this lightning bolt and he's going to zap down little boys that don't yeah. obey. Yeah. And, and that's kind of played into, into his adulthood uh, ideas of, you know, well, God, God's after me to punish me. He doesn't like me. He's not for me, but you've got to believe that God, God created you for a purpose. And he puts right. you on this earth among all these human beings for a purpose. And that purpose is to make an impact. Yeah. And impact is abundance. Impact leads to abundance. Mm -hmm. And so you, you, you start taking action one little step at a time. You start making affirmations one little step at a time and you'll start changing your life. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I mean, you're using all my words, as you know, right? Impact is the name of my book. <laughs> right? My my podcast or my uh, uh, mastermind is called Make Your Mark, right? Go make your mark on the world, make an impact, success to significance, right? Um, yeah, I mean, you're speaking my language because this is this is exactly you know why we were put on here. God did not put a single person on here to fail at mm. all. So good. You didn't put anyone on the earth to fail. So the failure has been your um, ability to choose, right? Which God gave us free will. <laughs> That's right. And so we need to use that free will, you know, as gold for ourselves. And uh, yeah, I think that's really super powerful. So what's coming up for you? What's, what's on your agenda coming up in the next, you know, six months or so as we were recording this, you know, what, what's coming up for you? Yeah. So thinking about, thinking about a second book and uh, um, you're still promoting the entrepreneur mindset shift and mm -hmm. it's a quick and simple read. If, if you're looking for that airplane, yeah, hold read. it up there, hold <laughs> it up there, make sure you're holding it up there. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Mindset. So the entrepreneur mindset, it's growth characteristics of success. It's 10, 10 chapters plus a review chapter, but each chapter has action steps, just, just yeah. simple, a couple simple things you can apply. Um, but it is a quick and easy read. Everybody that's read it said it's really easy to understand and, and help them just start with the basics of right. taking responsibility for your thought life. Yeah. Um, and know. we'll have a link, um, link to that in our show notes. Um, as well. So I'll make sure I go look for that. Cause I don't think you sent it to me. Maybe the book wasn't out when you sketched. I don't know. I'll make sure. But yeah, <laughs> I'll make sure that we put the link in there. Um, and then, uh, you know, so I know you're on a book tour with another collaborative book that you're in and, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, later on, you'll be on some other kind of book tours or things like that. Uh, do you have any events coming up that you're, you're participating in or holding? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've, we're doing a really cool book launch over July 4th in Washington, D.C. That'll be crazy. And then uh, we're doing, uh, I think we're doing a couple other cities if travel. Yeah, the, the, the airfare rates right now have kind of hindered a little bit, right? I, I mean, know. it's, it's yeah. you know, it seems like they're double or triple what they were just yeah. two years ago. And so, yeah. um, so that's slowed some down, but, yeah. but lots of cool stuff. Um, I, I do want to offer a gift. To, yes. to your listeners and, and yes. you'll you'll know this as well so yeah. we have yeah, a, a compilation it. book called dose of hope yeah. and yeah. and there's four volumes of this this one's a little printed one so it's a cube it's actually a giant dose of hope but they're all like that yeah yeah tedx it's a tedx it's basically tedx stories of hope and so yeah hope gives people right dopamine oxytocin serotonin and endorphins yeah. and you can get a free a free digital copy free ebook at, at getadoseofhope.com so yeah. it's just yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. My dose of hope is sitting right over here on the floor. My big dose of hope that I'm in. I, I don't know which volume you have. I'm in, I'm page 384, I think 384 in mine. And so if I'm on 384, then you and I have the same one. That's right. 
Yeah, then we have the same one. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. The, yeah. But they're they're just fun stories of hope. And they and are when we get the final one together. There's going to be 500 authors sharing their yeah. stories. It'll be over 10,000 pages and, yeah. and just incredible stories. And so you can enjoy, you know, reading other people's stories that that'll yeah. just share hope. And they're so that's, beautiful. That's they're beautiful. What's yours but, called? What is your your chapter called? No, I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. Yeah, mine's Jenny who ain't got a penny. Uh, mine. Oh, what is mine? Now you're yeah. gonna make me. Now you're gonna make me check. I didn't even bookmark <laughs> this one yet. Oh there yeah, well is. that's gonna be fun for you to go through the whole block and try to find yourself. <laughs> Six thirty-nine. See, I should have remembered. There you go. There you go. Page six thirty-nine. So, face any challenge with a smile. There so, you go. There my, you go. My. Uh, so interesting. We did our book launch, our first book launch for for our book, um, the first of May, the first weekend in May, and and my dad came. And my dad had not read my Dose of Hope story. And my oh. Dose of Hope story made my dad cry. Oh. And, and he said he didn't know. And it was a story from my childhood that that he didn't know. And and I, I've shared pieces of it, I think, with him, but but putting all the pieces together yeah. to to that transition that I made yeah. in you know, between eighth and ninth grade. Um he didn't know. And it was like, yeah. Oh. And I'll tell you, you know, this is what's so great about Dose of Hope is that everyone, you know, sees everyone else's challenges and realizes, wow, I have a story too. And, you know, one of my colleagues says, you know, don't, don't die. <laughs> I don't know what, or leave this earth, you know, don't leave this earth without your story being told, mm -hmm. you know, and that's really what's important. And whether you write it down, type it, give it to your family, publish it, it doesn't matter. It just record it on your phone, told. right? Yeah. Your story has to be told so that people, you know, know who you are and who you were. I mean, we didn't have the benefit of all the technology that we have now, um, for my great, 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 great grandparents, but I would sure like to know about them. What, what did they like to do? How hard was it? You know, I'll bring, all it, kinds even, of I'll, I'll bring it even closer. So my mom has Alzheimer's now and dementia, and she no longer remembers and she can no longer tell the stories. And yeah. And, and, and now there's stories you want to ask. I interviewed her in, she yeah. was diagnosed in 2015. I interviewed her in 2016 and got a little bit I sure wish I'd have done yeah. it sooner. Yep. Same with me. It's funny. You yeah. said that when my parents passed away, my brother sat or found a box of new pictures, new letters, new things that we had never seen before. And I pretty much knew everything in my parents' house. And I thought, well, who's this? And when was that? And I wonder about this. And, you know, and there's a lot of questions that I'd like to ask. So, you know, I think that that that's what I love about um, Dose of Hope is it's, it's everybody just kind of sharing their, you know, giving hope to the world and, um, I love what Ken's doing in the Smiles Project, you know, um, and I'm on there. I'm on their radio show right now. I think it's releasing today or tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> the radio show I'm talking about. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much. Um, so yeah, everybody, I will have the link for Dose of Hope there as well, so you can get the digital. By the way, it is a big document, so make. Make sure you download it to your Google or Dropbox. Don't put it on your computer. Uh, it's a very, very big document. But um, yeah, that's a great gift to give away. Thank you so much. So um, any parting thoughts, any parting quotes or, or thoughts that you'd like to give to our listeners? I, I mean, if you want to take control of your life, then you spend your day thinking and start with gratitude and journal. And those are really two powerful ways that, that you can start thinking and, and identifying some of those things in your in your thoughts that are holding you back. Yeah. Love it. Love it. 
Thank you so much, Robert, for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. Um, it's been a pleasure to getting to know you and you know how we met through Michelle and through Facebook. It was just wonderful. And I love that we can take those relationships offline. So really appreciate you being here. And for those who are listening and or watching, please don't forget to subscribe or follow us depending on if you're listening or watching on um, YouTube, subscribe to my channel. And if you're watching or listening, um, on Apple or any other of the 58 places that we are, which I can't name them all. Um, please be sure that you follow us uh, so that you can listen to new ones that are coming out. And again, I want to say thank you for taking time from your day. And we have other links in there. Be part of our team, be part of our tribe. We'd love to have you be part of our tribe. So check out all the links that we have here. And until next time, thank you so much for listening to Success to Significance. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.